Hello, this is Norma Sheehan from the Heal Your Hole podcast, asking you to heal my hole for a change. The hole in my pocket. It's just a small one-off payment, no subscriptions, takes 30 seconds to do apparently. So you need to follow the support this show link in the show description. And every payment increases my healing power. So I can continue to tend to your lazy holes, hairy holes, needy holes, itchy holes, money holes, smelly holes, arseholes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode number two of the Heal Your Whole podcast with myself, Norma Sheehan, where we will deal with all the various holes in your life, whether they're um, spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, financial, sexual. We'll deal with all the L's and we'll give them all a good seeing to. So um, I've had a few queries in to healyourhole.com. Some of them are from BC, we'll call it, before Corona. And there's quite a few, a lot have come in um, AD, which is after after the disease hit. Um, well, it's a virus, really, I suppose. So um, what I've noticed is there's a massive fear going around. Um, people seem to be afraid of dying. So this episode is going to be called The Grave Hole. I know that sounds a bit morbid, but we're going to deal with it in the lightest way possible. So... I was hoping to record this episode from my fancy cupboard under the stairs, but um, the kids were playing with their Lego and they were making an awful lot of noise. So I'm back in the boot of the car and that's okay because I'm actually quite happy here. The neighbours think I've been thrown out because I've duvets and everything in here with me and that's their business. It's grand. Uh, Shut up. Speaking of the neighbours, they're lovely, but I just wish they'd go away right now. My God, there's loads of them. Oh my god, there's fireworks. Oh shit. <laughs> Sorry, there's this um, 8pm tonight. We're doing this amazing thing for the HSE. All the health workers in Ireland were all coming out on the street and clapping for them. And it's it's nearly 8 o'clock. Okay, I'm going to have to pause this. Um, yeah, okay, I'm going to have to pause this. I'll be back in two seconds. Lily? Lily? Hiya? Ah, lads, that was just beautiful. I got to see neighbours I haven't seen in two weeks because we're two weeks into all this madness. Now, we obviously kept our distance, all of us, but it was, jeez, that's the highlight of my day. And every, there was people crying and everything because we're so grateful to all the healthcare workers. Like, they're unbelievable. The risks they're taking and all we have to do is hide in the boot. Anyway, back to death. Jesus. So, um, yeah, a lot of people have sent in queries about being afraid of death and what lies ahead and I think do you know what like the only reason you'd be afraid of death is if you actually haven't accepted that you're going to die if we could all just say together I am going to die just say it I am going to die again I am going to die like someday you're going to die no matter how old you are how healthy you are how young you are 
you could die tomorrow or you could die in 90 years time but if you don't accept that you're going to die you can't really start living properly and I remember my mum passed away last year as I said before and I remember she said to me in the hospital she was given a couple of months left to live and she you know she lived 12 months beyond her estimated um, time of departure and she said Norma it's not hard to die when you know you've lived and I thought fantastic so I got the bucket list out and I'm bet down I'm bet down from from ticking things off like you don't have to go that mental but I do see a lot of people walking around like zombies like they might as well be dead what are you afraid of death for if you're dead already like there's so many people out there with zero crack zero adventure zero ambition and like I know you could go I don't have money and whatever but money isn't everything yeah okay fair enough it makes the the misery easier to bear but like no matter how bad your situation you can look for a shard of light as I call it like here we are in the middle of the corona and there's so many terrible things happening and people losing their jobs but there's so many good things coming out of it too so you just have to get up off your hole and get on with it and I have to say what I've noticed in Ireland in particular like Irish people love funerals. We love them. We just thrive on misery. Um, I don't know whether it is the famines or being thrown off our land and stuff, but in particular, and I'm a farmer, so I can say this, boggers love death. Like, Jesus, there's, there's funeral crashers out there in the countryside. They'd be hopping from one funeral to another. They'd have two to go to in the one day, like. And then they'd go on after for the... Oh, you know, the soup and sandwiches down at the hotel or you might get a full meal spread at another funeral, you know. And like, you don't have to know the person at all. You can just turn up and... Because Ireland is such a small island that pretty much everyone on the island you're going to be probably, you know, a couple of steps removed from them. So you could turn up at any funeral. I went to ones with my dad. We went to the wrong ones when I was a child. I'd be dragged along to ones looking at dead bodies. I didn't even know the people. I'd be like, Dad, do you know that person? No, but I, I knew his mother's sister's wives. Like, oh my God. Like in New Zealand, they have this thing where if someone dies, they cry and wail for two weeks nonstop and then they never mention the person again. Whereas in Ireland, it just seems to go on and on and on and on. Like... Jesus, there's the funeral, which goes on for three days. There's the month's mind. There's the anniversary. And if you can't get the church on the day of the anniversary, there's the church anniversary, the actual anniversary. Like my nephew, we were telling him to dress up. He had to go up to the church. And he was like, where are we going, Granddad? And Granddad's like, oh, we're going up to say a little prayer. This is a little party for Granny because she passed away. And uh, my nephew, he was six and he went... But Grandad, that'll be five parties now she's had at this stage. Is she not dead? Like, oh my God. But we had some gas crack at the funeral. Like, the removal was in the good room in the house. And we, you know, you never go down to the good room. Maybe once a year, Christmas, there'd be ten of you in there or something. So the removal was in the good room with the white creamy carpets. And uh, I was up by the door and I was looking down. And the next thing in the cabinet, the Waterford crystal was sliding towards one side. And I could see Mum's coffin tilting kind of as well the floorboards there was about I suppose 50 people in the room maybe more and we'd uh, located all the elderly people on chairs down at the end near the coffin the floorboards started to sink into the ground I am not kidding you it was like 
mom was going straight to hell or something so we had to get everyone out <laughs> and put bricks in under the floorboards and build it back up and continue on so if you are having a removal in your good room check that the floorboards can sustain more than 10 people and then my granny died a couple of years ago she was um, 102 and they asked me to do the eulogy at the funeral <laughs> because you know I trained at RADA so I'd be well able to speak well the mic didn't really work and one of my uncles said don't be going on now for more than three minutes rameshing about this that and the other so I had got maybe I don't know ten stories about Granny and I'd really tried to shove them into three minutes because I'd been told don't go over three minutes because eulogies go on and on and on like this woman was 102 and she was a really good person like she wasn't like one of those you know one of those pricks and yet someone goes up and finds a way of making a good eulogy about them when they don't deserve it. She was a really good person. Like, she she didn't have a bad trait. She had nine kids and, you know, her husband died when the kids weren't that old. And, she, you know, she managed. She was amazing. She deserved a good eulogy. I speed read the eulogy to get it in under three minutes. Nobody heard a word because I wasn't on the mic properly wasted I've never been asked to do a eulogy since but like it's not as bad as have you ever been at a funeral where the priest is up there hasn't a clue who the person is I was at one recently and the woman's name was Mary right he gave the whole funeral about Marie 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 50 minutes about Marie oh it was just awful we all got a fit of the giggles yeah poor old Mary but actually with this whole corona thing I don't know what's going to happen like there is a kind of reason to be nervous because my neighbour told me that in other countries you don't get to see them again if they have the illness so if someone passes away from the coronavirus they get cremated and that's the end of it and you don't see it again you don't see the the ashes I don't think okay let's not think about it and my dad was at a funeral a week ago his friend and they were all just waving from a distance they couldn't go up and shake hands there will be a celebration down the line because Irish people just can't survive without a funeral celebration so they'll definitely do that in time to come but he said it was so weird waving at the family from a distance across the graveyard yeah quite an interesting um voice message I got in here for someone who is struggling with the whole corona thing and is uh, considering, yeah look, I let him do the talking Any advice for not killing my family during the lockdown? As at the moment I feel like going out and digging a hole and putting the mud into it Okay um, I hear your pain and just try and stay silent stay positive because I think at the end of all this we're either going to be emotional wrecks or emotional rocks. Like, I think I'm going to be either an emotional wreck, popping pills in some madhouse, or an emotional rock, as in, I'll have no feelings left. I'll just be lobotomized. <laughs> but you're not alone. I have a query in here, um, sent in from a guy who says... Is it normal to dream at night about poisoning my wife? (laughs) I 
definitely won't be giving your name out. Um, I say dream away because I dream about riding Ryan Gosling many a night, but it's in my head and it's grand. There's nothing illegal about that. Um, so I'd say work away. Poisoner in, in her sleep, that's fine. But then just bite your tongue by day because like you go down for many years for that stuff. And just remember, it could be because you're seeing too much of her during this whole virus thing as well. Like when everything's back to normal, remember the less you see of each other, the better. And remember, the key to a long marriage is just not get divorced. Like my fella's trying to work from home today and I left the top off his whiteboard marker. So he had to do a meeting over Skype and the marker wouldn't work. I'd say he was fit to come out and stab me with the whiteboard marker. That said, he's inside painting the bedroom right now. I genuinely, I think he's going to try and kill me. You don't paint a bedroom a couple of hours before you go to bed. Like That could kill me. I could die of the fumes. So, unless that's his plan. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And I have another query in here about death as well. It said, is it normal that I was sadder when my pet died than when a family member died? Is that normal? Um, see, it depends on the family member, really. Like, was it your child? Um, was it your great granny? Was it your bitch of a cousin? I don't know. Actually, I don't have a pet myself, but I was brought up in a farm, so I, I get animals. Um, and two years ago, the farm burnt down. I was there at home at the time when it did. And... Um, I'll never forget it. Um, I wasn't sure where my dad was first and I saw the first shed crumbling to the ground and luckily he wasn't in it. He came from another direction and he ran into the second shed before it fell to the ground and saved a horse because he just said he couldn't have slept another night for the rest of his life if he had had to listen to the animal burnt to death. So... There, there is definitely people out there who love animals more than humans um, because, you know, I suppose hell is other humans sometimes. That said, when I do go to a funeral and even if I'm a few steps removed, I tend to have a good old cry for myself. It can be quite therapeutic just to sit there and have an old weep because actually death is one thing. And you know I'm all for get up off your hole and get on with it. Get up off your hole and get on with it. That is my ethos. Um, but I do think 
death is one that just takes a bit of time. And actually the definition of a hole is a place or a position that needs to be filled because someone or something is no longer there. So a hole is a place or a position that needs to be filled because someone or something is no longer there. And that's quite sad, actually, you know, so I think that just takes time. So take it easy on yourself. But I have a little bit of homework for you to do. Um, I don't think we should have any loose ends. Like, I'm quite lucky in that I say what I think. And if ever someone props into my mind and I go, God, you know, I really like that person or I should tell that person how good they are. I'll either give them a call or I'll send them a card or do something to let them know exactly what I think of them. Um, Because I think when someone dies, what makes you sad is what you didn't say to them when they were alive or what you could have done. But if you've no loose ends, then you're kind of at peace with their departure and the funeral can be a celebration. Although my daughter's friend died at age 11, um last December and there's just no way of like that's that's pure tragedy and a friend of mine died in his sleep at 40 they're they're extreme situations but even at that if anyone on the planet that you know passed away tomorrow if you have no loose ends with them then then you can kind of be okay and you'll heal quicker I think the whole will heal quicker Christ, I'm talking a ferocious load of deep shite tonight. Now, what I really wanted to say is basically the reason this Grave Hole podcast episode even came to fruition is that I was planning um, a podcast episode with an undertaker and we were going to plan my funeral. And that obviously got postponed with the coronavirus, but it will happen. But in the meantime, I have homework for myself and for you guys Um because that will happen down the line and we will plan our funerals together. You cannot leave the plans of your funeral in the hands of others. I have seen so many arguments over what song the choir should sing, whether Peggy should sing the Ave Maria, what reading should be read, who reads the eulogy and screws it up like me. And do you know what? If you don't know what way you want your funeral to be, Start by making a list of what you don't want, right? Do you want an expensive funeral and put that pressure on someone else? Do you want a relaxed funeral? Do you want a really cheap funeral? You kind of need to make out three plans and don't leave it in the hands and the pressure on other people because families fall out over feckin' funerals. And like, if you don't want Auntie Peggy singing the Ave Marie, make sure you put that in writing. You don't have to tell your solicitor, but just let someone know. And like, do you want a cardboard coffin? Do you want to be cremated? Do you want your organs donated? Make that clear. That's crucial. And stop being superstitious. You are going to die. We are all going to die. Okay? And as for the will, I mean, how many fights have there been over wills? You're better off leaving nothing. Leave nothing. And leaving a farm to some poor young fella. Just make it clear to him, there's the farm, but sell the feckin' thing. Do you know if you want to? Or share it out. Don't believe in balls and chains to people. And if you do have a few quid to give, there's this thing 
in Ireland where you can give three grand per year to each of your offspring. No tax. So like there's no pockets in a shroud and, you know, better to see your kids spend it while while you're alive. So if you have a few grand, you should throw it at them. Because if you end up in a home anyway, it'll be only taken off you. I'm blessed. I've nothing to leave my kids. But what I am going to leave them is they're going to be capable and they're going to be resilient. So no matter what situation they're in, they'll find a way to rise above. They'll find a way to get up off their hole and get on with it. Mama made you onions. What? What look? Onions. You made me onions? Yeah, they didn't even help me. What's cool? What do you have with the onions? Eggs and I put the waffles in the toaster. Okay, I'll be in for the onions in a minute. Will you leave them on the leave them near the, the near the oven and I'll be in for a second. You're great. Yeah. So you made the dinner? Yeah, with no. Okay, milk. I'll give you a fiver. Good girl. Jesus, look at that now. Leave them starve for long enough and they'll learn how to fry the onions. <laughs> so off with you then. Uh, your homework is to, you know, maybe we're not ready to plan the funeral yet. We'll do that with the undertaker. But just plan what you don't want. Make a list of the things you don't want as part of your funeral. And also don't be afraid of death. You are going to die. So it's time to start living. Now, you know, you don't have to do my bucket list. I, I'll i be jumping out of planes and everything. Um, I did actually jump out of a plane about 20 years ago. My God, I swear to God, I think I had an orgasm on the way down. And it wasn't to do with the fellow I was in tandem with because he wasn't great looking at all. But just, oh my God, the acceleration of it. Um, I'm in my 40s now, so I don't know if I'd be able to jump out of a plane. But you never know, might stick it on the bucket list. So if you enjoyed this podcast, sorry, it's about grave holes. (laughs) If you enjoyed this podcast, tell your friends if there's anyone moping about death. Um, If you didn't enjoy it, as I always say, shut your hole and uh, don't tell anyone. And again, send your queries about the various holes in your life. That'll really help me to healyourhole.com because then I'll know what what issues we have. And... um, There'll be merchandise there. Um, I don't know if it's up yet. Um, tote bags and t-shirts, healyourhole.com. And um, yeah, I'm also on Instagram, Norma Shahan, actor. If you want to see my daily tips of surviving Corona and other ridiculous videos and posts. Okay, till next time. Um, episode three. Oof, I'm torn between... I have a friend who's literally um, been in isolation for a year now. We've only been in it for two weeks. She's been in isolation for almost a year for a different reason. Um, And I'm hoping to get her on if I can work Skype. And if she won't come on, there's a lot of queries coming in about getting your hole, actually. Um, And people not getting their hole in isolation. But, you know, that that could be any time, any time of your life that you're not getting your hole. Um, And at any age of your life. Um, I always suggest the old vibrator but um, it's not for everybody okay so till next time (laughs) mind yourselves get up off your hole and get on with it even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.